Before tonight's bone-chilling episode of the Hoosier Homicide Podcast, the creators, the president, the CEO, the CFO, the vice president, the general manager, the assistant general manager, and the assistant to the original manager have a special announcement to you from their partners. Now brought to you by Studio Headphones. What? I couldn't hear you. Yes, you could. Oh, yeah, because I've got my studio headphones on. If you're wanting to enjoy the Hoosier Homicide podcast and reach ear climax and an ear orgasm, please go to www.sudio.com. Sudio, that's spelled S-U-D-I-O. And when you go there, use the promo code Hoosier Pod. Pod. <laughs> that's Hoosier Pod. H. O O S I E R P O D. No, who's your pod? But seriously, use that promo code and you get like fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent off. And they have worldwide free shipping. Dang. Free worldwide shipping. So it's not even like it. It knocks off the shipping cost. It's no, for real. No, it's for real. We is for real. For real. Phil Collins is for real. Uh, God damn it. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. You done? Uh, oh, okay. In five, four, three. Hi, everybody. This is Danielle. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Danielle. I already said that. It's still Danielle. And I'm Danielle. And this is Who's Your Homicide? A true, a true crime podcast no, for I've Danielle's, decided. by for Danielle's, and for anyone who gonna, doesn't know what a Danielle is. We're not doing no true crime idea. anymore. We're going to talk about politics, sex, and religion. All Rock at the same roll. time in the yes. same room. So, Carla, what makes you tick? <sighs> Angsty teen music. Yes. 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 Amen. You talking like Metallica? I'm talking like Fallout Fall Boy. Fallout Boy. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy, all time low. I can't. Their think titles of any- are too long Pop to name Nelson. anymore. <laughs> it was my MySpace background song. Reliant forever. K. Reliant there K. You go. That is a Christian band. Okay, but they make you know. me mad. That's okay. They make me mad. <laughs> I, that, I have not heard that name probably in 10 years. They, uh, I listen to them every now and then. They have some Christmas songs. See, I told you. Christian band. They are Christian. Damn it! I can't listen to them anymore. And what's wrong with that, you heathen? Nothing. <laughs> Just like uh, Mumford and Sons is a Christian band. Are they a Christian? I don't think they're a Christian band. I just think they're Christians. I'll go with that. I'll allow it. Either which way. Yeah, Reliant K. Maybe I should make a little playlist so I can be angsty before work tomorrow. For our MySpace page. Yeah. I always had the best tunes for MySpace. I'd go find the weirdest fucking shit. Like I had the intro to Hey Arnold as my song. Hey Arnold! You were young. (laughs) Move it, football head! (laughs) Hey Arnold! I liked that show back in the day. Yeah, that was a good song to have. See, I feel like I can say back in the day now and it actually means something because I've now been out of high school or I've been out of school as long as I was in it. Yeah, you can say it. Danielle far exceeds that benchmark. <laughs> far. She's By the, a year. She's Not the, even. Is it even a The year? next closest thing to matching Danielle's age in this room is the room itself. Ooh. This house was built in the 70s. Exactly. So I don't, I didn't, did I say anything that wasn't true? No. No, yes. I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Factually untrue. No, it's would, not. Would you it not is. be the second oldest thing in the perimeter? The walls would be the first. Fuck you both. <laughs> mm-hmm. She thought she thought long and hard. Yes, she did. So what's going on, friends? We don't have any friends. We don't have any friends. You want to know how I know we don't have any friends? Why? 
I have some friends. I have like some. And they're in low places. <laughs> That's where I was actually talking. The beer chases. Well, I was actually talking to my coworker. We were hanging out yesterday, and we were talking about kind of like country music these days. And I was saying like it kind of some of the songs have kind of a rapey vibe. She was like, I've never heard that before. I was like, well, my sister actually pointed it out to me. Oh. Then why did you sound surprised when she said I that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't well, remember you, saying Well, I remember you being like, get up in my truck, girl. Yeah. Yeah, you've had a couple drinks. Let's lay down in the bed of my truck, girl. That's why I like old country. Not I, old, And old. that's what I told her. Was 90s this, country. Was it one of you two, or was it somebody else that, or maybe it was my brother that was, <laughs> I can't wow. remember. Wow. No, I can't. I can't remember that, you know, self-driving vehicles are talking about once you get into self-driving trucks, there might actually be a country song about a guy's truck leaving him. Like the oh. truck gets up and drives <laughs> away. My drives truck away. left me in the early morning. <laughs> it was 3 a.m. I was really drunk and she drove away. You sound no more like warning. John C. Riley trying to come up. With a song than an actual country song. I bet. <laughs> when they were making... If you want to get on these hairy balls, why don't you jump right in? It sounds... It's a crotch <laughs> party right up. Come on. Step Brothers? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm then I boat. had to explain to her. I was like, she's like, what, what does she listen to? And I was like, Garth Brooks and Lady Gaga. And that's it. And that's the <laughs> podcast. She's like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let's keep her at a 10-foot distance. Hmm. Wouldn't touch it with a 39-and-a-half-inch pole. <laughs> okay, I wanted to share uh, some some light affection that we got a month ago. Some light affection. Was this yeah. why you were checked out in the first five minutes of the recording? No, I was looking to see if we had something else, a news something to share. Oh, a news something. But then I found this today, which usually I can pay attention to our iTunes reviews more closely. But this one, and if you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and you review someone, it doesn't show up like instantly. I don't know how long it takes. Horrible and childish. Oh, no. They kind of nailed that on the head. Us? (laughs) Yes, us. This is by far one of the worst podcasts I've listened to. I attempted to listen to it more than once. But the moderators, fuck, I didn't know I was a moderator. What? We're not at a spelling bee. We're not moderators. Like, are ridiculous. Just because anyone can put together a podcast doesn't mean they should. That was from M. Jofel? M J O P H E L. Yes. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. Sorry. Look, man, we didn't make you listen to it. We're not trying to, con- we're not here for converters. No. <coughs> Bless you. Damn. Not trying to convert you. I sneezed you. because I'm allergic to bullshit. Right? We have downloads. 10 or 20. Thousand. Okay, not that many. Half. Not far off. Not far off. Whatever. Don't listen to us. We don't give a fuck. It was just from a month ago and I hadn't even seen it. I was like, oh, I missed you. I'm sorry. I didn't get to be mad in the moment. Well, listen here, Joe Fofel. Joe Fofel. Mmm, Joeful. Mmm, Joeful. Hey, even Red Lobster has a couple bad reviews. That's so. true. And they that have wonderful so, cheddar you know, biscuits. Cheddar biscuits. I'm That's sure there's really co- people that don't like White Castle. <gasps> they just can't this handle the This is probably shits. a person who doesn't like White Castle. Yeah. Or They're th- such a tight asshole that nothing can move through there. I'm guessing that this person is similar to Angela from The Office. <gasps> Uptight. Yes. Yeah, don't know funny if it hit them in the face. And a part of them wants to have fun, but then they can't. They, they can't. just can't. And I, then, but you know what? And their review is more professional than our podcast. I know. I was like moderator. Moderator. I was like, I could not spell that word if I had to. I don't want to. Bitch. It's usually host. That's how I know this is an older person. Also, ew. They can just fuck off because they can't handle us saying dick wad and blowjob. Dick and wad. Blow, uh, probably not at the same time. I mean, no. we do have standards, but. You know. They just can't handle it when we say twat waffle. <gasps> <laughs> pancakes this morning. No waffles. Yeah. Twat pancake. That, that doesn't sound work. as good. <laughs> so, oh, well. Oh, well. But we do have a bunch of other good reviews I could read. 
Nah, we don't want to give them any No, it was credit. more fun to make fun of the people that give us bad reviews. That doesn't mean you should give us bad reviews. Dude, oh, I could talk about this. You should leave us five stars and then write something insulting. That would be kind of... <laughs> there you go. Backwards. I actually, I could talk about something. Somebody wrote me a review. At work? At work. <gasps> Did they spell your name right? Oh, they had my first and last name somehow. That's creepy. Um, but was it, it a was good or a bad review. It was not good. It is not of the good kind. It was not the good. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Carla was eating while she was on the phone with me. No, <laughs> imagine. Okay. Carla called me a twat waffle, and it ruined my whole day. The moderator on the phone. Where is we're this? moderators now? Where is this email? From Man, now I don't on, know, but I walked in. It'll and be hi everybody. This is moderator Danielle, and, and this I'm, is moderator Daniel, and I'm and moderator I'm, Joe. <laughs> you know, Carla, you were supposed to say your own fucking name there. <laughs> this is why you got a bad moderator review. Well, while she's looking for that, my uh, there was someone missing from our meeting Saturday at work. So my brother missed him, so he drew a picture of a penis giving a fist bump in his place. And its likeness <laughs> has been captured. Yes. That's funny. And he it's does really, look like that. It's really some fine artwork. I found my, my okay, bad good. review. I was going to worry. I took a load from Carla <laughs> at Direct Connect. <laughs> you guys. Say this, it again. That's just the again. industry. <laughs> I took a truckload. Did it really say truckload? No, I took a load from Carla, Iowa to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She called on my posted truck. I got all the details via phone. It was supposed to be picked up at 1900 that day. The driver was empty. I called Carla twice regarding sending the confirmation over. Both times she apologized it was taking so long and we'll get it over right away. Second time, she said she was waiting for a PO to be confirmed. You guys probably don't understand this, but whatever. Yes, I do. Okay. Point of view. Everyone's got no. one. P Purchase order. Yes. Okay, there you go. This was late in the day, so we didn't have time to play. The driver needed to head to the needed to head to the shipper. Third call to her, the phone rang and rang and went to hold music because I put her on hold. <laughs> That's why <laughs> For it went five there. minutes and after and an after hours gentleman picked up. I told him what was going on. He searched by my motor carrier number in the system and was I was told there was not any load. There was no load from Iowa to Wisconsin in the system. I asked how a company could do business like that, and and I asked him to get a hold of Carla. <laughs> he told me to call her in the morning, and I that would not do me any good when the load was supposed to pick up that night. I sent an email to Carla and got the red receipt and no response. This is not how you run a business. Not acceptable. I will never take another load from them again. Well, no, never take another load from Carla? Yeah. Bitch used my first and last name and somehow got my email address. But I think someone from my company gave them all that information. Should they have not? So done what did that? you do? Did you do something wrong, really? No. So where was the you couldn't get the stuff the guy needed? <laughs> like Say I'm it. trying to see where this guy's wrong. No, they're say. not wrong, but they're not wrong. You just provide bad service. Just in that instance, yeah. But it wasn't you specifically. <laughs> no, it was definitely me. Okay. <laughs> so you deserved your bad review. No, I'm not saying I didn't deserve it. <laughs> okay. You're just saying it was wrong of them to have your last name. I just like, bitch, don't put my last name on there. Put me on blast. Yeah. Well, look, I, I booked know. a person on a load. Sometimes we don't always have the loads and we have to bid on them. Oh, okay. Sometimes yeah. we don't win. I know the problem right now they're having with the uh, trucking industries. They can't find drivers. So that, yeah, that's an issue, but. They say they'll never use us again. Bitch, they probably already called on loads. Already called. Happens all the time. It's just funny. I thought you were going to defend the bad review like they were lying. No, like, you're I like no, no, I definitely did all that. <laughs> I just should have called them back. That's the only thing. Like, manager asked me. I told her straight up what happened. She goes, okay, just don't do that again. I was like, all right. Check. I was to say, we do it to them and they do it to us all day long. They're just taking each other's loads back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth. That's just how it be. I got screamed at by someone the other day on the phone. What'd they scream at you for? I couldn't even tell you. We moved our setup into the living room because Daniel can't hold still in the wooden chairs in the kitchen. I'm uncomfortable. So he just wiggles and wiggles and I have to edit it all. So we're in here. And everyone looks real comfortable. Except Danielle. Except for Danielle. Danielle looks looks a little little bitchy. A little? A little. 
Now who's making the noise? I be making the noise. <laughs> so if it ends up sounding weird or different, it's because we moved rooms and we're not sure how the sound quality will turn out. But we just looked at each other and said, let's sit up in here today. And we weren't testing sound first because we want to get another bad review, but with five stars. I was going to say, it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah, other podcasters, if they get a one star, they want to know why, you know, so they can constructive criticism to find out what they can change. I was like, no, no, no. If you're going to give me the star, just the ones, I don't want to read what you hate. I already know. I already know <laughs> that you hate us. Just give this stuff. Oh, we don't want to change. No. Then if you tell me things you hate that I'm horrible and childish, oh, no, so we can't do anything about it. That's just how I am. Obviously, I got a bad review. <laughs> I got a bad yeah, they review. Yeah, really, they didn't really specify exactly what they didn't like. We were just horrible and childish. Horrible yeah, they need childish. to say, was it language? Was it what we talked about? We're just moderators. We're ridiculous. We're moderators. moderators. Shut the fuck up. We are not. We're like. It's just like we're not reading you an audio book. No. Like, we're not your moderator. But I did do research. I tried. We have nice. Danielle is my moderator. Like people have those things that say Charleston Heston is my president. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a. You know that bumper sticker? Yeah. Yeah. So I have one that says Danielle is my moderator. I like that. Yeah. This make just sure makes me when I hear moder moderator. Is that? Yeah, you're thinking of hall monitor. Yeah, we're all just hall monitors here. Saw a picture this week of a chicken with its head cut off, and it survived for thirty days after. Because they kept feeding. And they took it a picture of it. I think its name was. How like, do you feed it? I think its name was Mitchell. This <laughs> is weird. Its name was Mitchell. I might have made that part up, but it sounded good. <laughs> Mitchell like wrote it. the review. That's the problem. No, ah. it wasn't his name, Joe. It, it wasn't a way that that chicken wasn't going to get ahead in life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me do this. That's how do they feed it? I'm confused. With like an eyedropper. With an eyedropper? What are they feeding? Eye drops don't make you sick. Have you ever seen wedding crashes? Yeah, they fed it visine where they're trying to dehydrate it. <laughs> With an eyedropper. Oh. All right, this case, you guys kept using my name at the beginning over and over again. What? You kept saying Danielle? Yes. That's my name. No, this is her name. That's my name, too. Most crazy bitches are. <gasps> I'm sorry. That was childish. They're and horrible. And horrible. They're probably all Scorpios, too. This thing about Scorpios isn't true. We're not. Do you guys want me to start this case? Start the case. Start, start the, the case. case. Yes? See? Sure. All right. 50-year-old Raymond Green. That's not Danielle. Nope. Met 30-year-old Danielle. There it is. In oh. 2001 in Texas. Hmm. What part of Texas? Yeehaw. I don't know. Why don't you know? Because I only have so much. And look, it's like four pages. You know, my pages. ex lives in Texas. All my exes live, live in Texas. Texas. <laughs> That's why I reside in Tennessee. Have you ever been to Texas, Carla? Have not. Have not been to You've the been Lone to Star Texas, State. haven't you? you yeah, because we went inadvertently. Oh, well, yeah. That story. On accident, yeah. But we didn't get far from the airport. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her name's Danielle. It's confusing. But I just say Danielle over and over. We'll and over call again. her less bitchy Danielle. <laughs> She's not less bitchy, I don't think. <laughs> um, well, I don't know how we're going to separate this. Thing. I'll either say Ray or Raymond, one of the two. Well, that's her last name? No, that's his first name. Green is the last name. I don't know what her last name is. It becomes unimportant quickly. Okay. Okay. Raymond was married at the time and had one daughter named Tracy. He worked as a farrier which is a blacksmith who shoes and trims hooves of horses. And this is how the I thought a farrier was somebody who tamed ferrets. That would make much more sense. It's a wild lifestyle, but <laughs> not in this case. <laughs> so that's how he met Danielle, is he worked on her horses. These are horse people. In May of 2002... I'm a horse person. I like horses. Raymond's wife died... I know you do. Oh, stop it. Oh, you stop it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> okay. On May 26, 2002, Raymond's wife died in a bridge collapse accident. Now, Ooh. I know. Yeah, damn. I know. It sounded, I was like, "Man, that's that's really weird." So, I, I finally figured out where it was and then I had to look it up and now I have to share it because it's the weirdest thing. It was in Oklahoma. The I-40 bridge disaster 
Weber, yeah, Weber Falls, Oklahoma at 7.45 a.m. on May 26th. Remember that date, the 26th of May. A captain of a towboat experienced a fainting spell and lost control of the tow. This, in turn, caused the bargers he was controlling to collide with a bridge pier. The result was the 580-foot section of the Interstate 40 bridge plunging into the reservoir of the Arkansas River. By the time traffic stopped and individuals became aware of the missing road, eight passenger vehicles and three tractor semi-trailers had fallen into the river or on collapsed bridge pieces. Fourteen people died and 11 others were injured. Survivors were aided by fishermen who were participating in a bass fishing tournament in the river nearby the bridge. So, so weird. You can't make that shit up. But he got a million dollars. Yeah, so that's the settlement was. And I think the big deal was the tow guy that fainted. They're saying you could have known about this or that or, you know, like you should have known you had some type of illness or whatever. That or you think they'd have like a co-captain or something. Yeah. And a doctor from? Indiana. University said. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Indiana University. Said that, no, this dude's fine. He just had a random fainting spell like he couldn't have known prior to this that he had anything so where'd the doctor from iu come in he just was in the i just thought it was odd that it was indian it was just an indiana doctor that diagnosed him is that our connection he diagnosed to the bridge to the bridge it is he diagnosed him with an undiagnosable faint i think you know the cardiovascular something but they're saying you can't blame him he didn't know before right okay it's not like he was had narcolepsy or something something yeah or he didn't take his meds or he was drinking you know it was none of those things uh but they sued the owners of the boats and anyone else that can get sued people did and that's where raymond green got one million dollars um in august of 2003 danielle's marriage to her current husband Ended in May of 2004. Why are you doing that? It was a joke. It wasn't oh. a very good joke, was it? my head. And her and Raymond... She was trying to say she wants her marriage to end. Current we can work Danielle, on that. current hu- husband. We can work on that. Who's Wee Wee? I'm just here to help me. In Okay, so her and Raymond eloped. They both moved to Florida and purchased real estate worth about $1 million in the equestrian community. So if you got a million dollars... And you spent a million dollars. How much monies do you have left? Negative whatever the property taxes every yeah. year. Yeah, like, you seems... still got to pay the mortgage on a million dollar home. Mm-hmm. Danielle had her master's in musicians. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> master's in the musicals. I don't know what she could play music well. And they went to school and she wasted a lot of money for them to tell her you is smart with the musics and gave her a degree. I don't know what you do with that if you're not a composer or a, degree in the a teacher. I don't know. But she's none of those things. She dreamed of riding horses in the Olympics. Well, bitch, you should have gone to school for riding horses. <laughs> <laughs> Both her and Ray participated in a cowboy action shooting league. So she knew how to shoot. They all enjoyed themselves there. But all good things must come to an end. When they the, get their tax bill. Yeah. And the money began <laughs> to run out. Shit. I think the economy might have also collapsed during some of this, too. What year are we in? In between the years. Of... 2004 and 2012. Oh. Very plausible. It's possible. So, yeah. Uh, So, Raymond obtained a job mowing property for his homeowners association and various tasks for additional income. However, they were struggling financially and had to sell their property in a short sale. Which I was going to look up the definition of a short sale, but now... Can you shed any light on that? Um, I know if your house is being sold on a short sale, that... Basically, they can the bank can call you at any minute and say we're showing your house. You got to get the fuck out, or yeah. you can sit there. But basically, then they can just call and say your house is sold. You got to be out in thirty days. Yeah, it's yeah. not ideal. It's this not. says no. a short sale is a sale of real estate in which the net proceeds from the selling from selling the property will fall short of the debts secured by lines against liens against the property. That really did not clear anything up for me. No, that means you're not making it. Like, you still owe money then, probably. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, that means you're behind on your mortgage. Okay. Yeah. So, they out some monies. Among probably other things. 
In 2012, Danielle moved to her parents' property in Dillsboro, Indiana, which is south. You should look up where. Dillsboro? Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm, I learn something new every day, I swear to you. Like there's a Dillsboro, Indiana. Indiana. Yep. Leading manufacturer of dildos are from Dillsboro, Indiana. That is revolutionary. Let's see. We are looking, uh, probably the closest major city is going to be Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Is it south then? Like... It's uh, southeast of us. Yeah. Of us. But we're looking, it's probably like a 45 minute drive to Cincinnati. Huh? From, from there? From there. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, is it on you can Dill- get to Cincinnati is it almost on from the border? here in 45 minutes. Like, I want to know how fast you're Dillsboro. Driving. It's closer to the border. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, Stillsboro, Indiana, and Raymond stayed in Florida with friends. While there, he reconnected with his family and visited Tracy, his daughter, and her children in Texas that he hadn't seen or spoken to in eight years. Damn. Yeah. Danielle was not happy about this. I'm sure it was his fault somehow. Yeah, probably. (laughs) While in Indiana, Danielle began communicating with a man named George Glass. No! (laughs) George Mann. Oh, man, I really thought it was going to be George Glass. No, it wasn't. (laughs) George Mann, but they also... What if it was Fred Glass? (gasps) They also believe... Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's the uh, AD at IU. Yeah. Maybe he's related to Fred Gla- George Glass. No, his name <laughs> is George Mann. Oh, my bad. Okay. And that they believe his alias, or he also was known as Agnes McNasty. No, Agnes? Angus McNasty. A- oh, I'm like... like, he's a drag queen. <laughs> really? No, I mistyped it. Okay. Angus McNasty. So he is some kind of... He's in drag, is what you're saying. No, I think it's like, <laughs> I I think it was from their shooting club persona. Like, you got to pick a name. Or that's what his was. Angus McNasty. There's a picture. There was this place called the Black Angus Steakhouse. Yeah. And she went out on it. It's <laughs> 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 the Black they Angus have those. Steakhouse. They have those all over Florida. Mm-hmm. So by... <laughs> that's you not... know people sit there and pray for that G to go yeah. out. No, like, yeah. This would be great. They've been waiting for that for years. I would giggle every time I had <laughs> All right. Let me tell you a little story. This is a true story. Is it true crime? It's true story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I went to Vegas, all right? And I went straight from work. So I brought the headphones with me that were in my car. Because I like to, to jam. I like to jam on an airplane. Who so, don't? Who don't, don't like to jam? I don't. Wouldn't you know? I brought... Apple's old set. Oh, I hate that. So I had the wrong adapter. You know how they do it now. They make the charger the same as the phone or the headphones. So I was kind of stuck there. So my first flight was to Chicago. I have just enough time for my layover. I headed to, you know, one of those electronic stores in the airport and I bought what I thought to be a really nice set of headphones. How much you spent? I spent a good chunk of change. The box boasted that it was good sound quality, and they actually lit up when you wore them. Yeah. I come to find out, A, they hurt my ears, and B, I sounded like I was underwater. Nobody wants to listen to John Mayer underwater. No one wants to listen to John Mayer. So what you're saying is you had a horrible experience with headphones. I had a horrible experience with these headphones, and wouldn't you know, I made it to Vegas, and I did not jam one time. No jams. That's a long time to not be jamming. I agree. But it's a great intro story to our sponsor, Studio Headphones. Because if I had had them, I, one, probably wouldn't have had to charge them. Nope. You would not. Wireless ones last like nine hours. And B, the fact that they're wireless doesn't affect the sound quality. They're actually perfect. So what do you have now? You have the Vesa Blah and Pretty Pink. I don't know, but they pink and they cute and they don't hurt my ears. I actually use the Trey headphones. Those definitely last nine hours. They're different. They're not noise canceling, but it's my favorite part because it means that I can function in everyday life and not worry about where my daughter is because I can still hear her. Or I could hear an oncoming bus and not get hit by one. Or if you're like me and you don't give a fuck what's going on around you, you just want to be lost in your tunes. I have the region. I love them little motherfuckers. Wait, are those the over-the-ear ones? Yeah. Yes. They're, they're sleek looking too. They're not too bulky. Yeah. I think that's important Mm -hmm. because you work out also. Yes. I pick things up. I put them down. I like having good sound quality. These things are comparable with any headphone I've ever had. 
better the than sound, any I've ever had. Yeah. I asked both of you, and both of you agreed separately that they had great audio quality. I can't tell. I'm tone deaf. I only listen to podcasts. It is a fraction of the price for what you pay. With comparable the, sound quality, it's sleek, and uh, I don't think I'm going back to nope. uh, any other brand. Put them on. They look good. So they like look if, good. if I'm sitting back in the room and you walk in, I look cool. The coolest. I'm not just back there with my dick in my hand. So, if you want to be just as cool as we are, or maybe just a fraction of how cool, you can go to www.studio.com. Studio! How do you spell that, Daniel? Studio. S-U-D-I-O dot com. Can you use it in a sentence? I'm going to go to studio.com <laughs> and use the promo code HoosierPod. H-O-O-S-I-E-R-P-O-D. And get 15% off my favorite choice. Free shipping. Free worldwide shipping. Worldwide. So uh, yes. head over now. Wait, can we get back to the story now? Get back. God, someone shut up. By November 2012, their communication was frequent, exchanging hundreds of emails and spending hours on the phone. So I don't believe this is a platonic friendship. But it is not in person. It is all email and phone related with Angus McNasty. Wait, who's who's talking to Angus? Danielle. Okay. I While thought. her husband is in Florida. Okay. okay. And she's not happy that he's visiting family there. But in 2013, Danielle's parents died of cancer. Both of them. Damn. I don't know how you roll that dice. So Raymond moved from Florida to Indiana to be with her. They lived in a rural area of Rising Sun in a trailer on her parents' 300-acre property. Yeah, that's probably worth a lot because on farm farmland is average $3,000 per acre. Mm-hmm. So that would be worth a lot. After coming to Indiana, Raymond obtained his commercial driver's license and started working as a trucker. So he was offered a job and contacted by Select Quote Insurance to compare prices for life insurance on himself. The insurance agent asked if he could provide a quote for his wife as well, and Raymond agreed in prices ranging from 100000 to 500000 Raymond also wanted to buy insurance policies for his daughter, but did not want Danielle to know about it, so he requested that the agent not send any documents to his home with Tracy's name on them. What do we think happened? Um, the guy probably gives car, uh, customer service like Carla. <laughs> and somebody it to the comes house. out and murders him. <laughs> paperwork arrived with Tracy's name on it, and Danielle called up that agent and said, Why the fuck is paperwork showing up with my husband's daughter's name on it? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> uh, She's like, She asked him, Is he trying to insure his daughter as well? And the guy's like, Not to my knowledge, no. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked up and just had to lie to her. Damn, the real MVP right there. Yeah, it's like I don't. Well, he's gonna lose the sale, like yeah. his commission on that. If he, you know, he's like, I really shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that doesn't sound like that much money though, right? A hundred thousand. But now that we've done the stories, they do it. For, they don't care. Yeah. yeah, like do it for less. So Danielle made statements to McNasty. And others that she was suspicious that Raymond was trying to obtain a large insurance policy on her, which she did not want. And I think we've had some other ones too, where the women were like, "No, like I don't, we don't need that much." Like I just uh, took out, I just took out a bunch on you. Well, you gotta wait at least five years. Yeah, or it looks shady. No, it. They said they said thirty days, and it'll pay out. So. Oh okay. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be buried with half. Ooh. Yeah, I'll write you a check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like a lie, and she's telling people she does not want this insurance money taken out on her. In January of 2014, Raymond and Danielle divorced for financial reasons, but continued to live together. They've been married for about 10 years. So that's a long marriage. And I don't know what the financial gain is of divorcing. If he got higher social security withdrawal, I, I'm not sure. Or if they just said it was that reason and really just wanted a divorce, but wanted, who knows? But still lived together. In the early morning hours of May 26, 2014, Danielle shot Raymond ten times, killing him. He was 62 years old. She used a five-shot 38 caliber revolver. 
after using how many uh, times did she shoot him yes you caught that didn't you (laughs) (laughs) she really she reloaded the fucker after using all five rounds she went to the other end of the trailer to empty it and reload the revolver then returned to the bedroom to shoot him Five more times. And you said he was shot 14 times? 10 times. Oh, 10 times. Okay. She still had to go, like, you really think he's not dead after you shoot him five times? Nope. Danielle placed the empty cartridges in a plastic sandwich bag and the gun into a small bag. Next, she dragged Raymond's body out of the trailer and put it into a large metal storage box. Back inside, she removed the sheets and blankets from the bed and cut out portions of the carpet where Raymond's blood had stained it. She packed those items, her sweatshirt and cleaning supplies, into a garbage bag and placed them into the box with Raymond's body. She then locked the metal box with a padlock. After that, she used farming equipment to move the box 30 or 40 feet from the front of the trailer. Dang. Damn. Homegirl knows what's up. To reload. And she put a a fucking padlock on it. Yeah, just to be sure. Did she throw away the key? Danielle began. I think that's the first time we I've ever heard somebody shooting someone to death, going reloading and shooting them more. I'm sure it's happened. But yeah, but I, I've just I, never heard of it. Just like it just felt a little like like overkill. It's overkill. Uh, yeah. No, no pun intended. Nope. Danielle began to tell family and friends that their dog had attacked and killed Raymond. And ate him. It was a German Shepherd. Oh, I thought you were going to say they had a Shih Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> But his family became suspicious and contacted the police. At 2.30 a.m. on May 28th, two Ohio County Sheriff's Department's deputies went to the Greens residence to conduct a welfare check. Danielle was at home with her sister and told police that Raymond was not home because of his job as a truck driver. Deputies returned later and Danielle gave them consent to search the property. You can search anywhere you want except that metal box over there. That's Raymond's. You can't get in that one. Is that what she said? Yes, she did. What? Okay. <laughs> so, but she's giving consent to search everywhere that I have access to give you consent to. I am not Raymond. That trunk is Raymond's. I can't give you consent to search that box. And they immediately said, okay, we'll be back here in just a moment. So and and they called warrant. a judge. <laughs> Lawrenceburg Police Department, Indiana State Police Detectives. Yep. So she's pointed out this large metal box that smells and was attracting flies. Come um, on. They, so they needed a search warrant. And they returned and discovered Raymond's body in the metal box as well as blood and weapons inside the home. So who would she said the dog who had she told at this point that the dog? Her friends and I don't know any any other family. And so she just forewent having a funeral for him. I think on some so she second, told the... people they had already she had already had one, like he was already cremated. That type of thing. Where the story's like, no, that's mm, but you then still have services. Who was it then that said we're concerned and called the police because the family didn't believe that he was killed by a dog and you already had services and he was cremated. Yeah, okay, you're just gonna not tell the family that your their son or whoever yeah. to them has died because you've already cremated. And them. then she tells the police, no, no, no. He's a trucker. He's a truck driver. He's just not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which is a better lie. So the metal box is like it is an imposing type of shape. I kind of think of something you would put in the back of a older truck bed to hold tools. Mm. Mm-hmm. That type, and it's sharp corners and two big latches on it. I think I can get pictures of it, just of the box itself, closed probably. On May 28th and 29th, Danielle gave an audio-recorded statement to police admitting that she shot Raymond, but it was in self-defense. She told police that she woke up around 6 a.m. to use the bathroom, walking through the master bedroom where Raymond was sleeping. She noticed that he had a loaded, cocked, and ready-to-fire revolver on the nightstand, which is just dangerous. (laughs) She said that she bumped into Raymond as she tried to sneak out of the bathroom, and he said, I'm going to kill you. You need to die. She said she was in fear for her life. I mean, she guess, woke him up. guess so. I don't know. I am going to kill you. You woke me up. <laughs> I feel like if someone woke you up, I'd be like, get the fuck out. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you probably wouldn't threaten them with death. No. I don't know. She might. This yeah. One, say this maybe. one might. She then said that Raymond lunged toward her, at which time Danielle grabbed the revolver and shot Raymond five times. 
She said that Raymond was still alive and moving, so still out of fear, she went to the other room, emptied the gun, reloaded it, and returned to find Raymond seated at the foot of the bed. He again told her that she needed to die and tried to lunge toward her, so she shot him five more times. (laughs) Only then did he slide to the floor. And she did a whole reenactment of this. I try like a video, like having a detective be Raymond as she's showing. And she's a smaller woman, too. But she's like, here, this happened here. And this is how I reached for this and how he leaned forward. And, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, they're just letting her dig a hole. On June 3rd, 2014, the state charged Danielle Green with murder. In August, a notice was filed that she intended to pursue the defense of insanity and that she intended to present evidence that she acted in self-defense. This included... But she's also insane. Yeah, it it gets a little confusing about what all she's claiming and then she, like, retracts some of her defense tactics, too. In the included evidence was also domestic violence. So Danielle's position was that Raymond abused her and that he planned to kill her after obtaining a life insurance policy on her, which is not unheard of. In February of 2015, the trial court appointed two doctors to evaluate Danielle and her assertion of the insanity defense. The defense hired Dr. Carla Fisher. What? Carla with a K. No way. Yeah. That's a- We're always the good guys. Let me tell you that right now. Weird. This lady probably doesn't show up and do a very good job. It's weird. This starts to remind me of Jody Aries, this type of domestic violence defense type of yeah. thing. Hopefully they didn't have naked pictures of this lady that they found. No. Oh, I hope not. So Dr. Carla Fisher, a research psychologist, law professor, and domestic <coughs> violence consultant, conducted an evaluation she used an abusive behavior observation checklist she interviewed and used the ptsd dsm-5 symptom inventory so she did a workup on her and danielle told the doctor that raymond had abused her emotionally physically and sexually for years including that danielle had been a victim of years of domestic violence and suffered from ptsd and that she had not planned or intended to kill raymond Danielle then withdrew her intent to use the insanity defense and the, they call it a battered women syndrome. I, mm, it's yeah. got to be a different, I don't know if it's battered person syndrome now. I probably. don't know. It probably is. So she's withdrawing her defenses of what this woman is saying. Yeah, you have PTSD, you know, and you suffer from domestic violence. So I don't understand why she was pulling or withdrawing some of her intent when she did. I have no idea. But the state filed a motion to exclude the testimony of Dr. Carla because she was not qualified and did not properly diagnose PTSD and relied on the defense and then relied on the defense that Danielle withdrew anyways. Like, it's it's like when you're the defense is hiring their own professionals to say their version of it. Yeah. And in Jodi Aries' trial, they hired a social worker to evaluate her that would go to the ends of the earth to swear that Jody Aries was abused. Okay, social worker? Yeah, see, it, it was, was she, like... Does she have her doctorate? Yeah, and then the state hired a forensic psychologist to evaluate her probably in a few hours. Like, here it is. I'm clinical. I'm here to get the answers, and I'm here to get the fuck out. And this woman, like, formed a bond with Jody and was, like, like their BFF man. And I was like, you can't rely on that. That's not right. Yeah. And so, not to say that this woman did that, but it... I feel like her credentials were just off to where the rules are like. Yeah, maybe she wasn't the right person to be doing that. But she's the person that would say she didn't know. Danielle didn't intend to kill her husband. She was the person that would say that, that had enough credentials Mm -hmm. behind her name. In front of, behind of, underneath, cushioning. I'm not sure I don't have any. I wear my credentials around my neck when I'm moderating this podcast. (laughs) Moderator. Let me see your credentials. The state presented the testimony of Dr. Edwards Connor, a licensed psychologist who noted that PTSD is a mental illness that in Indiana, one must be a licensed psychologist to make the diagnosis. Yeah, you have to be a licensed psychologist or a licensed forensic psychologist, licensed clinical psychologist, and you're doing evaluations. Like, that's the point. All things that make sense. Mm -hmm. 
Dr. Carla had extensive experience as a research psychologist, but that she has no experience or expertise as a clinical psychologist. Just or call forensic. me Dr. Carla. And just so honorary this, doctor. Honorary. I had to leave all that in because her name was Carla. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and she got dissed in the process. <laughs> Damn it! She Damn probably it. deserved it. She was still sounded like a good guy. Yeah, but being getting paid to say what they want. Yeah. Oh, man. But it gets more interesting here. Not that you're not interesting. <laughs> Hamilton County Deputy Coroner Dr. Jennifer Schott. What the fuck they bring in Hamilton County in here for? I don't know. They're involved in everything. Aren't they? Yeah, they. it feels like it. Yeah. How far away is Hamilton County from Ohio County? Fuck. I don't have a map of the counties memorized, my Me bad. Her Baumeister lived in Hamilton County. Yeah, and there was a lot of other shit that happened in Hamilton County, too. Yeah. Like, people spend money on yogurt, cheese, frappuccinos. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and indoor they, pools. they use discarded circumcision pieces. They For- take the foreskin, and they're turned into, like, lotions and stuff. And it keeps you looking. You look it up. Wait, should I be reading? Am I missing out on something? Should I be reading the ingredients to things? Because yeah, I haven't should. been thinking about you that. Should. <laughs> okay. It's Ham- like reverse osmosis. <laughs> Hamilton oh. County Coroner Dr. Jennifer Schott. I think that's how you say it. S C H shoot. O T T. It's shot. Shoot. Shoot. Shot. We went to high school with many shots. Shooty autopsy. Performed the autopsy on Raymond, and she testified that he had been shot five five times in the head with four bullets entering the back wow. of the head. She this woman had aim, like because she was a shooter. She shot. Right, we forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, five times in the head with four bullets entering the back of the head, something. and one entering the left temple. None of those five bullets exited Raymond's head. She also recovered five bullets from his torso. Raymond had been shot twice in the back with the trajectory moving from back to front and downwards. Dr. Shot was not able to determine in what order the 10 shots occurred, but he ultimately died from multiple injuries to the brain, lungs, diaphragm, and other organs. So they showed this very fancy smart doctor Danielle's recreation of the crime scene to show where she shot him and what he was doing. You know, when it happened, and she went, no, no, that's not how that happened at all. No, you, it's not a fight. She's like. You're not defending yourself if you shoot them in the back five times. Yeah, she's like, no, that's not accurate. (laughs) No, okay, just want to make sure. So the state's theory was that Danielle shot Raymond as he slept in bed. Some evidence presented was that several bullets passed through the sheet and comforter on the bed before striking his body. The state was also able to present testimony that Danielle did not want presented, just because you're going to complain about everything if you're a defendant, of Indiana State Police Sergeant Stephen Wiggle. Wiggle? Wiggle? Uh, he was a crime scene investigator concerning blood spatter, and it is spatter, not splatter. You have the green apple splatters. This is blood spatter. I have never once thought it I get the green apple was... spatters. No, you don't. Yes, I I have do. never once thought it was Blood splatter. Some a lot of do. people do. Oh. It's spatter. <laughs> he testified that he observed expirated blood. Wait, 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 wait. What's the definition of a spatter? Spatter. Spatter. Splashing or scattering of oil droplets during frying blood spatter. Makes sense. It's Squirt like artery being. Blood. Oh. So blood spatter. There is spatter and blood spatter. Like, okay, there actually is two different. Well, it's the same thing. So, yes, you could spatter poo. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> but it's not splatter. Spatter. Did okay. I say splatter? I'm just saying that's the confusion. Yeah, and you're making it more confusing. No, I'm not. <laughs> He's confusing himself. You can't say they got some blood splatter on the walls. It's spatter. I did say spatter. Okay. No, I know. That's other what people. We were saying that that's. Other people. Other, other people. Other people confused. listen to our podcast. <laughs> You sure? I'm okay. Okay. not Joe Schmo, the falafel guy. Falafels. So he said that he observed expirated blood 
on the legs of a TV stand and along the lower wall. So this is blood that's being coughed up. So it's got air in it. And she's trying to say you're not qualified to make, you're not qualified to make You don't know what blood has air and what doesn't. I do. (laughs) So no, and it's, they're like, it's obvious. There's like bubble rings. You don't have to be brilliant. That's what they're saying is that he ingested or coughed up blood during, you know, because he said they got shot in the lungs. Ugh, yeah, and that awful. it was more proof that he was laying down on his side, closer to where your bed is pushed up, probably to the wall, and that he wasn't standing upright or anything. Yeah. So the argument, you know, that he was lunging after her or whatever, he was laying down when when she shot him, which is fucked up. But most damning of all, they presented the fact that on two separate days in March. 2014, Danielle performed a number of internet searches about what would happen if a person were shot in the head with a 38 caliber gun and whether a shot from a 38 caliber gun would kill a person instantly or go straight through the head. She also read articles about Gabrielle Giffords, the congresswoman who was shot in the head and survived her injuries. Jesus Christ. People, they can look up your internet searches. They can and they will. They they will. They, no one, they I, will. Not once have we accused this woman of being smart. No, so. and that's what no. their defense, like I think, was trying to say is why would she tell people the dog attacked it? And why didn't she bury the the box? It's like no one said she was smart. She yeah. just knew how to point a gun and click it. Damn. So, and in April and on the day of the murder, Danielle conducted internet searches to learn how to change the bank into which social security benefits are deposited. Well, the state also presented evidence from friends and family that Raymond was a kind, affable, hardworking man and that they had not seen signs of abuse by Raymond towards Danielle. The point they're saying is he was a good guy that worked hard. He never abused her. I mean, who knows? Relationships have arguments, but they said she was more controlling than him. They were only allowed to have one cell phone in Florida and she would block the numbers of his family and he wasn't allowed to talk to his daughter or anyone else. So she was the one that controled him in reality. So, uh, what was the what would even made her do this? Just to shoot him because she was having an affair with Mr. Angus Nasty yeah. Man. I don't and I don't know if she was going to get a social security. I don't know if she wanted to take off with the boyfriend. I don't. There's really like no motive unless those are all the motives. I I don't know if she was also due to get any money from. One other argument that they were saying is that she inherited money from her parents when they died, but they were already divorced. So he wanted half of it, and that's why he was taking life insurance money out on her to even the score or something like that. So, like, okay. it's some bizarre theories, but, yeah, it it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, at the conclusion of the two-week trial, the jury found Danielle Green guilty of murder on September 1st, 2015, and she was sentenced to the Indiana Women's Prison for 60 years. March 4th. 2044 would be her earliest release date. So she still be living. Oh yeah. See, she's working before 7 a.m. Like you're shooting someone before 7 a.m. It's just not well planned. No. Or it's too well planned. It's too well. You still got the whole day. You got the whole day in front of you. You know. No. You still go to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she had plans that day. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna celebrate. And this guy, I think you'll see him, he looks like a Texas man. Texas hole. And he would have never met this woman had his wife not died in some bizarre bridge collapse. That is on another level. You just can't make that stuff up. That's what felt so weird about it. Well, I would be so pissed if I was a family because this woman cut off communication mm-hmm. and was super controlling. Wouldn't, wouldn't let him talk to the people that he was family with and then she took his life and claimed he abused her yeah that's so if i was a family like oh my god i would just be on another level of livid i got audio of his mom i think i put in here is sad that's that would be so sad like not only could i not talk to him in the 10 years they were married she killed him so i couldn't talk to him again Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i don't know yeah it's younger you got to be careful of younger women Man, that's why Man. I married a, a much older woman. Much yeah. older. In fact, I wanted somebody that I said, "The only thing I want older 
here than the house is her. It's my woman. <laughs> That's my old lady. <laughs> it's my old lady. <laughs> yeah, this I, this is why I don't trust musicians that major in musics, but don't do nothing with the music. <laughs> I majored in the musics, but I want to ride horses. <laughs> Uh, I like horse people. <laughs> that is probably right about what she said. <laughs> she played the skin flute. Ew! Oh, God, no. <laughs> what else were you going to tell us? Yeah, okay, what was... so, yeah. um, Fish, he was talking about his chiropractor, and uh, his his wife was friends with this guy who worked... At a car dealership on the south side. So tight. And he somehow got invited to this party they had. So he's here at. He's at this guy. The chiropractor's house. During this party. And he brings a buddy. And. He overhears them talking about. Committing insurance fraud. With setting a house on fire. <gasps> Care to guess who that friend was at the party? Mr. Mark Leonard. Ding, 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 ding. Rest this guy, in peace. Fish's uh, chiropractor, is the reason two other people got charged. Because he called the prosecutor right after and said, don't listen to anything they said. That guy and that guy were sitting there talking about doing this at my house. And I guess he overheard some of it and told him to get the fuck out of his house. Uh, okay. So here's a refresher for you, peeps. Yeah. If you go back and listen to episodes one and two, you can see um, where true crime falls into our lives. The audio quality is not as good because we were newer. That's okay. We needed to tell the story. Yeah. Um, it's a true story. Actually happened to us. We weren't just, you know, oh, I knew someone that this happened to. Um, like most of our stories. Yeah. We no. don't even know these so people. Mr. Mark Leonard is the star star of that crime, and uh, who has recently passed from kidney failure. But apparently, he was no innocent in this case. And his girl, he definitely was planning it. His girlfriend, Shirley Muncy, Montserrat Shirley, Montserrat Shirley, was the homeowner in our parents' neighborhood, and they filled their house up. With gas and set essentially a bomb off in the microwave and it made our neighborhood explode. And killed two people. Killed two people. So, yeah, that's an interesting... Uh, the part one is our story and part two is kind of like what happens to the criminals, I guess. Yeah. So, the, I can't believe... So, the chiropractor was at the party. He was a chiropractor. And he was a party at his house. And he overheard two scumbags. And he overheard, yes, them talking about what they were going to do. Well, he was always scheming to take advantage of people. So, but, but this... it just so happened to be they were talking about blowing up the house. Yep. Mhm. Oops. Oh man. Damn. And if that guy hadn't been at that house talking about it, he would have walked away from it. Instead, he's sitting in jail. Can you right imagine now. being so like obsessed with that that you have to talk about it at a party? Oh someone? yeah, like I like it's a great party story. It was like I can't wait to blow up this house. Well, he would tell people he had money already. Well, the, and he was just like out openly talking about it, like, duh, someone's gonna hear you, you psycho. Oh, man. No, but and as soon as we released those podcasts, he died. Those episodes, yeah, we killed him. We killed I think him. inadvertently. Yeah, his life was complete. He said, "I have made it." I was waiting. On a podcast. It wasn't. It wasn't after his American Greed episode. And I wanted no, it just somebody local to do it. Yeah. Yes. I wanted three horribly childish individuals to cover <laughs> my story, and then I will die in peace. And he did. And he did. So yeah, episodes one and two, poor sound quality. Oh, but, well, you know. That is what it is. It it's, is what it it's is. It's the true story, whether the sound is amazing or not. Okay, so I found our funny news story. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> well, no, we're, I just, know. we're just backtracking. UNC Wilmington pitching coach. So that's college baseball. Uh, was fired this week after the team used a giant dildo <gasps> called the Dick of Death as a motivational tool. No. You can't motivate people You can't with do that. that. <laughs> I'm just saying this is what it's... A Dick of Death. Was it was The it Dick black? of Death. What color was oh, the dick? Why does it have to be black, Daniel? What color was the dick? 
I need to know. Have you seen that photo of... Um, Let me type... Let me Google image the dick of death. Remember, they'll use your internet history searches against you. Yeah, I think That's we need fine. to be careful at work because me and Haley look up some weird things. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't do that at work. <laughs> You'll get more bad reviews. <laughs> if I was one of those baseball players, I would think it was fucking hilarious. If someone chased me with a giant dildo labeled the dick of death, I, would I run. think <laughs> I wouldn't be able to run. I would only run until I fell and then die of laughter have you seen that image of you can tell it's like factory workers that are like painting dildos mm-hmm. yeah yeah like that's their job it's just my to job make this glittery pink dildo <laughs> yeah all day all day long yeah here it is yahoo. yahoo sex toys in a team revolt college pitching coach reportedly fired to questionable motivational practices <laughs> well it shouldn't have been the coach's practices if the kids do it and the coach doesn't know about but it. what I if just it- what if it brought them a championship? Just what? saying. What if it? What if the dildo had magic dick powers and no <laughs> one was willing to acknowledge it? Okay, so it? <laughs> during the presentations, players said Kane would brandish a dildo, <gasps> calling it the dick of death. The metaphor was that pitchers should think of themselves as bigger men on the field, capable of overpowering the batter they were facing. Oh, my God. Kane encouraged pitchers to create their own dick of death to serve as a reminder and motivational tool without the knowledge of the coaching staff. A group of players did just that. At some point, the prop made its way from the Fisher Field House to the dugout at Brooks Field. A photo of the dick of death being held by a player during the 2017 CAA tournament game against William & Mary was available on the school's website as of Friday. I'm just kind of... It's like the definition... I'm kind of trying... To find the... Uh, I don't even know how to insult this person. Well, I just... Whatever his reasoning was doesn't really make any sense. Everyone else was supposed to make their own dicks? And you need to think of yourself as the bigger man. So here's a big rubber dick. dildo. Like, I'm... You guys just don't get it. We don't I get it. I guess we don't. And so it's all the kids had problems with over masturbation. And he said, just take home this... Make your I'm own dicks. I'm afraid to tell you, Danielle, though, I can't. There, There is a picture of it. I just can't find it. So you're going to have to use your imagination. I'm not. I'm not using what I'm color not. is it. I'm not. I need to know what color is it. It doesn't say. Well, they're afraid to say. We're all afraid of the dick of death. I'm, I am a little afraid. I'm just trying to figure out the connection between the rubber dildo made in China to pitching. Yeah, to be your own man, to be your you own. Guys be the just don't man. Get, you guys just don't get how it is for athletes, you know. I, I you just don't get it, and I'm I'm not going to explain it. No, you know. <laughs> no. Clearly, there's not enough intelligence in this room to understand it. I, you know, that must be the reason. You, you seem like be. the two kind of girls that would shoot somebody in the back of the head, claim self-defense, and then stuff the body in a metal box, leave it outside in the middle of fucking Texas. Oh wait, no, they're in Indiana. Nonetheless, I would not blame it on my dog. And though. then, when the police show up, go you can look yeah. anywhere except that metal box. Anywhere except you would the never blame box. it on the dog. That's what Jeffrey you Dahmer hi- said. You, you hold- can check anywhere in that apartment. Just don't open the freezer. Whatever I've got a pot. I've got a pie setting up in there. And if you open it up, you'll let all the coolness out. It, don't you know, open the freezer. You would never, never pin it on your dog. Pictures though. of that. You'd never pin it on your dog because you hold dogs to a higher standard than yeah, humans. No you dog. do. You do. I and I you. I would never claim to be an expert in something I'm not. Like forensics? Yeah. Law? Yeah. Customer service? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want you to <laughs> I'm feeling not so good about it. Don't look at me. She's your sister. And then she'll leave the rest of your reading. <laughs> you this in. is a review. <laughs> this is a review. I God damn it. <laughs> okay, I have to do a promo really quick. I have a promo to share. And then we got a dinner to get to. Meriticide with Kyla and Bryce are a husband and wife team that brings stories of murder and pug snorts. <laughs> These folks are in Canada. Eh? Eh? With the Mounties. Eh? A boot? A boot? And some syrup? That's offensive. You I don't care. That. But these are our Canadian friends. I've talked to them. I I've been to it. Canada. I asked them what Canada smelled like. <laughs> I could tell you. It you asked, like... That's what you asked them? <laughs> it smells like the United I States. I like to meet people of other cultures <laughs> and say, what does your home smell like? <laughs> oh. If you meet a New Yorker, they'll probably he, tell she you She wants urine. to go meet the indigenous people of Canada and go, what does it smell, it smell like, like there? <laughs> but what, importantly, though, what does it smell like? 
<laughs> you know. I'm afraid for her to ask an Australian, what does it smell like down under? <laughs> well, mate, go check them out. Hey guys, I'm Bryce. And I'm Kyla. And we host Murderside Podcast. We discuss true crime, the supernatural, and all things spooky with episodes released bi-weekly. <laughs> Whoops, forgot to mention our crime-fighting pug, Bogey. He's the Beyonce of our destiny's child. If you are in the market for a new podcast, check us out by visiting our website, maridicidepodcast.com, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Until death do us part, we we'll see, see you soon. soon. Listen, rate, review, subscribe. My dad got deported twice. Just two times. Just twice. You know, no big deal. Okay, we're done? I think so. It was a good run. All right. Well, that was nice. This is our last episode ever. Just kidding. <laughs> it is for the week. Yeah. Okay, stop. Can you hit the stop? No, we haven't done even done the sign-off. Oh, I heard Man, I'm just like, stop, all right. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry, I was struggling. I guess. <laughs> okay. And for honesty, I just don't feel like we should just end it on this note. What do you want to end oh, it I on? I don't know. I think someone should tell a joke. Carla, tell us a joke. Okay, what do you call a twitchy cow? What's that? Beef jerky. Oh. <laughs> that's a good one. We'll end on that note. Okay. And for honest to goodness, stay out of the corn. Jerky, jerky. I found corn. Just so you know, we had corn on the cob the other night, and it's already resurfaced. Oh, God. So the corn stay out of me. <laughs> <laughs>